0: Hey guys, this is Keeping Tabs with CULNC, Cambridge Uni Netball's very own little podcast. I'm Rosie, I play a bit of netball and I'll be chatting to members of CULNC and maybe some special guests, you never know. Um, so please stay tuned and if you enjoy you can subscribe to the podcast and also follow our Instagram at Cambridge Uni Netball for updates. part of a two-part episode, I chatted to Carla about being vegan. We discussed the ethical and environmental implications of diet, how easy it is to change your diet and how going plant-based is quickly becoming popular amongst higher level athletes. Good, how are you? Yeah, good, good, thanks. Thank you so much for joining. I know how much you like to talk about veganism. <laughs> of course, exactly, exactly. I'm not an expert, I feel like I'm just someone that talks a lot about my veganism, so I feel like, you know. You're an expert to me, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, okay, <laughs> I'm no a lot. So how long have you been vegan, Marla? Uh, Since I did Veganuary... Um, not actually like as long as it might seem by the amount of time, let's talk about it, but uh, I think I did veganuary in twenty um it's the start of second year 20, 2018 so I've been vegan for a year and a half. yes, what about you you were the, you were the next veganuary weren't you no, it's I started in summer, so it's coming up to a year oh okay, you didn't get into it via January no, I just randomly <laughs> what made you make the switch? um Obviously, you know about like the environmental impact, etc. But I think I I just flicked a switch where I was just a bit like, okay, just just go vegan. Yeah. Why not? Because I don't know. It just didn't feel like a big deal for me. Like I feel like the change is a big deal. But when I actually thought about not having the foods... It didn't feel like a big deal. So I was like, why don't why don't you just try and do it? Mm, and I think you can kind of gradually build up to it, can't you, in your diet? Like it doesn't have to necessarily be like a feel like a sudden switch, even if you're suddenly labelling yourself as a vegan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're, if you're slowly having less meat and we probably we all are having less meat these days anyway. So I feel like it can be gradually um, implicit even without realising in a way. Yeah. What did you do? Were you veggie for a while? or Were you just straight? Yeah, I used to be pescatarian since I was quite small. I don't know, since like in my early teens, I think. Mm-hmm. Again, I think that was just like around the switch one day. I was like, you know what? I don't want to have the pork chops today. Mm-hmm. My mum was, was also pescatarian. I think that was a big influence on it. Okay. And then, yeah, then when I got to uni, a lot of my friends were vegan. I started to think about it more. and I think it just been like exponential growth of the amount that we talk about it and the amount that there are vegans. And I guess it was around that time. And I started to hear more about it because I don't remember ever when we were sort of 16, 17, I don't remember anyone ever talking about like dairy as something which we should be avoiding for the environment or whatever. I think it really did just kick off in those years. Yeah. And I was thinking about the other day, I think the first time I'd ever really heard about people being vegan was going to uni and like Mm. being around people that were vegan. And I guess it's our generation, isn't it? I guess, it's you know, you probably have many more people that are becoming vegan. We're going to be younger, aren't they? And students and things it's going to be a bottom-up movement rather than the other way around isn't it yeah why are you vegan um definitely when i first started it was for environmental reasons for sure um which was the same reason that i had been pescatarian but then i realized i had to do more <laughs> but basically just you know the amount of like water use the amount of co2 like i mean there's lots of different like statistics on these things but isn't it something like 18 to 50 percent of fossil fuels are produced Through animal agriculture like the deforestation that happens to create a lot of i think the problem is creating feed for cows to graze on for example Mm. but it actually is the kind of the bad spot because a lot of that is from like soybeans in the amazon and the trees have been cut down and like then the methane that the cows produce like all the fossil fuels involved the water the land use i mean like we always talk about, oh, you know, it's so difficult to feed the planet. How are we going to do it? But really, I think the problem is that we're just using like something like 50% of our farmland is for plants to feed animals, to feed us. Yeah. So just all of the good things that can be used by kind of cutting out that extra spot really in the food chain. But I think actually since I've become vegan and I've been like reading more about it, I do think that the, uh, obviously also the health benefits, I think. That was like a sort of side thing. Um, But I think there are lots of studies to show The health benefits to going vegan but i think the ethical stuff i don't know about you but i feel like a lot of us when we first start being vegan it's like very much environment but have you seen like earthling ed and all those kind of you must have seen Earthling Ed. yeah when i first went vegan i thought he was quite extreme because obviously he's very ethical Mm. but now i'm like fully like i follow him on instagram and i just Mm. I i think you're right that you sort of get into the ethical stuff as you get more and more vegan, you know, get more and more into the sort of community. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. And he's quite like... There was a talk I once went at at John's with him in person and he's very like... He's like the the epitome of a vegan preacher. Like, he really (laughs) is. So I feel like you do have to be vegan to start listening to him because otherwise it probably maybe would be a bit too extreme. Yeah. But when he talks about it, like, it's just hard. I think you can't... How can you justify killing an animal for, like, pleasure or consumption that we don't need? Like, after a while, it does... It does feel um, like you, there's not really a compelling argument that you can present, I feel. Yeah. And I think it's just very easy to ignore that or, like we said, to come into veganism for, like, more, maybe selfishness to extreme, but more, like, human-related reasons. Yeah, definitely. But I think, yeah, after a while, it just feels like, yeah, it can't be justified. Yeah, and the sort of dichotomy a lot of people make between, say, like, dogs and then, like, fauna, ones that we're sort of brought up with? And then yeah. you're like, why does that exist? Like, why are they actually any different? it's yeah it's such a like a learned behavioral lens isn't it that we're going to look at some animals differently it's the classic like have you seen the netflix series don't don't fuck with cats no (laughs) it's just like ridiculous i mean this is like the the extremist example of the kind of like pet loving animal eating person but like it's about these uh, american people who like there's this cat murderer and they, they become obsessed with hunting him down. And like, they're crying at the idea of these cats being murdered and they just like, cannot handle it. And like, it feels like part kind of farce, part also serious, but when you watch that kind of thing, you just think, what the heck guys? Like, what are you eating for Do you know what I mean, like, really, is it any different? For people to be unable to like, make that imaginative leap yeah. is sometimes odd. Yeah, definitely. And then also from the perspective of dairy, mm. some people don't think of it as an ethical issue. Obviously, there is killing, but people don't think of it as you're killing something to eat. Yeah, I don't know. I think I always think it's just so interesting how hidden like the dairy industry and the meat industry, but included in that the dairy industry is from our eyes. And I think we have to think about like why that is Mm -hmm. and would we really be comfortable with the conditions if we saw like a mass industrial dairy farm would we be comfortable with it like I haven't seen one myself so I can't say but I do think you do read a lot about how cooped up these animals are like the conditions that they live in being really really bad um I think Ed would definitely say there's like a school of thought that thinks that like it's very anthropocentric thinking of us as like the dominant superior being to think that we can kind of just milk animals for our needs but they're not even our needs anymore because we know that we can survive on other things so yeah I mean there I'm not unsure how convinced I am by that but definitely I think the conditions of dairy farms would be really shocking to a lot of us. And I just think, you know, maybe it's not as extreme as the death and like slaughterhouses and like kind of abattoir stuff. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that like we still don't need it. So if we don't need it and we're we're not hundred percent comfortable with it, maybe we're okay to like leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was watching this um video the other day where it was actually some Cambridge guy Um, And he was talking about the fact that over the last sort of few decades, the studies of animals where we know about their sort of emotional capabilities and their intellectual capabilities, how that no longer sort of matches up with our laws because our laws still allow them to be like experimented on, healed, you know, all of this Mm. stuff that if someone did it to a human, you'd be disgusted, but it still, you know, is completely legal. Yeah, 100%. And the way that our civilization has developed to think of us as, like, we are, we're not human animals anymore, we're just humans, yeah. whereas non-human animals are animals, and it's that absolute distinction, I think, that, like, it's hard for us to unlearn, because we're just so used to it, you know? Yeah. But when you start to think about it more and more, it does break down, and you do begin to wonder why we have got to that point, you know? Yeah. And interesting that it takes people to realise there's an impact that comes back round on us, like, in. Mm. to care yeah When really you could just care in the first place yeah 100% I know it's kind of um like it's a cynical in a way to think about it like that but unfortunately I feel like it is the case a little bit yeah. but you know if we get this some way or the other I think that's the most important thing yeah how did you find going vegan was it hard I don't know about you I didn't find it hard but I do think I was lucky like it's very easy to say all these things like oh I'm doing this because it's so great for the environment (laughs) great ethical blah 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 but I I think I just don't like meat that much to be honest and so I do find it easy yeah I I think cutting out dairy was a lot harder than when I first became pescatarian you'll be used to like wanting your dairy milk or whatever but I do that like we are so adapted in the UK it's so easy to have a vegan diet like supermarkets have so many different options restaurants will almost always have a vegan option you know so I think I, I didn't find it too difficult um maybe I found it I mean people the main thing people said oh isn't it really expensive and I think I don't know what you said about that I think maybe being vegetarian definitely you can do it a lot cheaper than being meat. I think maybe there can be extra costs involved with veganism because if you're very concerned to like get the nicest kinds of things or get the things that you're sure that are going to be healthy, perhaps that um, changes it a bit. But one thing that does annoy me that I feel like veganism is often like associated with influencers who um, or like people like Deliciously Ella, you know, who are going to give you these cookbooks with like cacao nibs and coconut oil. It's like, you know, people can't like this isn't a realistic way to help people go vegan. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of like, you know, um, misbranding around veganism sometimes. But I think you probably do, like it's a little bit harder to stay cheap and that's one thing I think like the movement needs to be better at publicising how to help it be cheaper. But in general, I think I found it pretty easy. I don't know how you found it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty easy. I mean, um, I think the money is definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it basically depends on how into cooking you get. Because mm. when I first... Um, went vegan it was mainly me cooking for myself so like at uni um i obviously wanted to keep it cheap and i wasn't going to supermarkets to look for some expensive substitute or you know something um expensive Mm. and i think if you get into cooking it's very easy to use sort of simple ingredients that you'd normally eat you know do things like chilies are really easy bolognases yeah it's basically then just like vegetables and like pulses and yeah like then it's super super cheap for sure yeah and also then you kind of got have got the health side where that's a kind of cleaner mm. more processed things and I think also the other like myth is that you just you eat lentils every day yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I really don't think that I think you can have a super varied diet I really do think so maybe maybe again like you say it does take a, a bit of an effort you have to cook a bit more for yourself you have to think you have to think about your meals but in a way that's like a nice thing like yeah. I think maybe some people see going vegetarian or vegan is like cutting things out but you can also think of it as like adding new things in that you wouldn't have had before yeah which I think is really important because you don't want to I think it's bad to advertise it as like a kind of cutting down dieting juicing thing when actually in many ways it's completely opposite it's like a like an opportunity to try new things and to change your diet and in, in good ways you know yeah definitely I I can see that it would definitely encourage people to eat healthier and to like look at you know the way they can include more veg and things Mm. because it's funny like there's always the joke about vegans getting asked about like where do you get your protein and things Mm. like that which you'd never eat um ask like a meat eater um but I think actually going vegan makes you be almost healthier and you do actually look at that side more that's so true you like keep tabs on it don't you yeah definitely yeah I really think so yeah I mean people always say that don't they like and I think especially like netballers would be interested in that kind of thing. Like you don't, you're not going to get enough protein. Like, and then probably not the most. Like I think like luckily we have you here who's a lot stronger than me. So I feel like <laughs> I'm necessarily not the best person to like advertise a strong veganism <laughs> in the netball club. But like I do think that you get definitely get enough protein. Isn't it? We only really need like 50 grams of protein a day. Yeah. And maybe you need to up it a bit more if you're really wanting to like gain muscle. But like that really is easily done. I think yeah. people people get very paranoid about the protein don't they yeah and also I don't want to mention beans again because that's not all you eat but for instance that kind of protein is a lot sort of cleaner protein than meat mm. so so you gain lean muscle don't you yeah yeah beans are like 30 percent protein or something you know and they're super cheap and they have loads of other benefits yeah. as well but you're right it's just a lot less fat isn't it than yeah. than animal meat for sure You've got like Venus Williams is vegan, Lewis Hamilton is vegan, loads of... And they got the vegan bodybuilders, like they are the brand of of people. So there are lots of strong vegans. Yeah. I don't think think that... That is, I think... I think it's one of the biggest myths, I think, that stops people, you know, what about my health? But we just have to convince people that like it is actually a good thing for your health. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to come on to that actually because um, things like game changers and Mm. kind of sports... People pushing for plant based diets is really interesting, I think. Have you found, like, how have you found it nutritionally? Have you noticed any benefit? Uh, I mean, I don't think I would have eaten loads of dairy. I think it was definitely really good for my skin, I would say. I don't know how you notice that, but I think people <laughs> always say, like, dairy, in terms of, like, acne, I think dairy is really bad for I think I definitely noticed that I got fewer spots. Yeah, I mean, I think I just found it easier to be to healthier, like, to to eat fewer like fatty dairy chocolatey things mm. i don't think i necessarily noticed a huge difference either way i think i just was concerned about eating healthy before and sort of still am yeah but i definitely think like some people say oh, you get tired or things i didn't notice definitely didn't notice any negative things and with things like skin i think i noticed good things what about you yeah i think only good things i think um you feel a lot lighter Mm. and therefore maybe more energetic yeah for instance like if you're eating before going to training or something you're a lot less worried about being like too for eating too much you know because you don't have that feeling of all yeah that's really true I mean lots of the when I was looking up lots of the famous athletes like they talk about that it's better for recovery and that they feel mm. recover better and things like that um, yeah I mean I was also looking at that like why why do famous athletes go vegan And a lot of the time it's because of health reasons like the other things weren't working or they had certain reactions to certain foods or like they were advised by nutritionists to try it because actually it was a good thing so it's interesting that like it's not a case of like athletes go vegan because they want to for environmental ethical reasons and then you know yeah they're still managing to be healthy it's like they they go vegan to be healthy and they also have the other benefits yeah What's your favourite vegan meal or like foods? I definitely told you for how much I love risotto. Yeah. <laughs> I love it Because I was thinking that's a classic dish that like people think you need dairy and risotto, you know, right. but because of the starch that's released when you stir the rice, it becomes super creamy. And I love risotto with um, smoky tofu. Mm. That is a classic. Yeah. I love lentil bolognese as well. Yeah. I love these like big one pot meals. I always find it really good at uni that you could just, spend like have a nice cooking evening and then you had all your meals box them up for the week you know which i thought was pretty really good what was your go-to dish oh i don't know i think um a really easy thing to transition is stuff like the heaters because you just don't notice mm. the meat and you can pack loads of veg in it you know and like veggie burgers i think things where you can like just make the swap yeah. you can just put a bean burger instead of um a beef burger um yeah and sometimes people just find they, they they like it more anyway. I mean, you've got like, you've got the two, the two sides of and you've got the, like fake meat alternatives mm-hmm. and then like the like vegetable alternatives so for those kind of things. Yeah. But often, I mean, I way prefer the veggie stuff anyway. But I guess that it's nice that people can have it if they think, "Oh, I don't want to lose the taste of meat." It's still there. Yeah, I well, I know that you're more into the veggie stuff, but when I first went to Honest Burger and had their like oh, uh, the one that bleeds, I don't know is it the one that bleeds? I think maybe it does, but I didn't notice that. But... There's that like there's that famous vegan burger that like bleeds when you eat it. That sounds really cool To like be like meat, which I find quite quite weird. Yeah. But honest burger's must be really good, isn't it? Yeah, I was like amazed. So um I definitely don't think that's a problem. Because before you were were you, were you did you eat meat before, or was it literally like a complete you went straight from wow. meat eating, dairy eating to nothing. So then you then you did want stuff that was quite similar, I guess. You needed to like Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what about vegan cheese? See, I'm not much of a cheese person anyway, and I know this is quite a big thing because people are always like, "Oh, but I want cheese." People always say that a little bit. I don't want to give up cheese. I don't want to give up cheese. But I think, I mean, Violife is like the big vegan cheese brand, isn't it? And I think, like, I think it's really nice. I mean, to be fair, I haven't had real cheese for a long time, so maybe I've forgotten that like cheese is really nice or something. But I used to love cheese, and I think you know it's fine you can totally be without it like it's made with um coconut oil i think yeah and it really does and they, and they now they do all kinds of brands like smoky cheeses cheddar mozzarella parmesan vegan halloumi have you had the vegan halloumi like that was really actually quite nice and i have got like it's just not just me that says that you know <laughs> other people also say this so people who are scared about that i think actually it's okay i mean obviously like i think it's one of those things where you have to accept it's probably not going to be quite what it was before. Mm-hmm. I think it is a sacrifice in some ways. There are some things you have to sacrifice. There's a lot of things you gain. But I think you do, there are so many of these good reasons for doing it. And there's only one or two kind of sacrifices. I mean, obviously it's easy for us to say, because, Mm. you know, we didn't find it too hard. But I think it's important, like, it's not necessarily going to be easy. You might crave certain things, but like, I think when you know you're doing it for a reason which you feel sure about, yeah. I think it makes it a lot easier, you know? Yeah. Because actually, if you really believe in that, then that's more important than the taste of chocolate. Yeah. So I think actually, probably what I'd advise someone going vegan would definitely be like, read up about it and like, don't be forced to do it. I like, do it because you want to do it and you believe in it. And even if you might feel like hesitant about doing it, I think if you really have like a strong sense of why, then it's a lot easier, yeah. I, think. I think. I think that's true. I don't think anyone can sort of make you go vegan and I think that's why vegans get quite a bad rep of being aggressive or something because people don't like being told you know because yeah how they you know people eat meat every day They they don't want to be told that it's actually really bad yeah yeah I think that's probably why and um also about the cheese thing I also think when people were like but what about cheese just go vegan, but keep eating cheese, you know? Like, mm, yeah, you don't have to... Yeah, Anything is something. Like, you, just, just making a small change already is a big thing, you know? If you look at, like, the amount of fossil fuel that it needed to produce meat to producing plants, like, just changing that a couple of days a week or just for certain things already makes a really big difference. Yeah. So you're right, yeah, and then you might actually think, oh, do you know, I like this, maybe I'll try it without cheese, and then yeah. you can take the next step. Yeah, and I feel like, you know how we were saying as you get more involved like as you're deeper into being vegan you get more passionate about say like ethics and stuff maybe then you start to think maybe i don't want to eat cheese but it doesn't have to be immediate no i definitely think you're right for sure what are some of the most annoying things people have said to you like as of when they found out you're vegan <laughs> i think i like i do like to talk about it i think it's interesting like i probably do get accused of like preachy or <laughs> talking about it too much um which is probably fair enough. Um, but it's that like classic, the stickers on your laptop. The stickers on my laptop, obviously dairy is scary. 100%. I think um, it's like the whole classic, you know, like, oh, how do you know if a vegan is vegan? Because they tell you kind of jokes, you know. Um, but to be fair, a lot of my friends are vegan. So I think, um, and I, I like, I think probably I'm I'm aware, like, I don't mind because I know I talk about it a lot. So I'm fine to be like, the run of the joke sometimes that doesn't that doesn't bother me you know um what about you um I think just sort of the classic like nutritional questions I guess and also just people don't want to talk about it but I'm definitely not like you I don't I don't talk about it too much. <laughs> no no you're a, you're a, um you don't don't force it on other people the way I do you're much much better exemplary vegan I feel than I am well at least you're making a change you know you're well I don't know you're right that you've got to do it in the right way like you know I think it's it's about like discussing it rather than preaching it um and like asking open questions and things because like you say people are really defensive like understandably like for many people even if it wasn't for me for many people it's a really big change Mm -hmm. and like that's that's fair enough to, to feel hesitant about it you know um, I think one of the big things that I do feel like has to be done properly is that the world can't just go vegan like that. Even if everyone in the world, around the UK, let's say made a personal choice to be vegan, which obviously is not going to happen, but like right now anyway. But even if it did, I do think like thinking about how that's going to happen. Obviously like dairy farms don't just go away and animal agriculture doesn't just go away. And it was interesting because I was talking to my um, one of my uni friends who's from Somerset where there's loads of farming. Um, and she said, you know, like they the dairy farmers or the beef... Um, farmers would go vegan or well, they would think about having more plants but they just they're not given enough money and it's all about the money that's in it and this idea that like you know we, we don't pay enough for the food that we eat we're used to it being so cheap it's like fast fashion you know and so I think there does have to be like yeah there does have to be more government regulation and more subsidy in place for farmers because I think you know you need to protect people that like dairy and beef farmers might really want to grow more plants but they just don't feel there's enough money in it and I think they need to be that needs to be helped I think otherwise you you have to do it in a way which is like ethical in all sorts of ways, including thinking about the farmers on the ground. You know, I think it's very easy for us to be like, oh yeah, we're vegan. Like, why are you farming uh, cows? You know, but I think like you, I think that needs to be that needs to be aided. That was part one of my chat with Carla about veganism. I hope you enjoyed it. Come back next week for part two.